0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Yeah. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote.
1: Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers. And the World Series champion Houston Astros cast on stadium and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 337-706-0111, 706-0111. On this, I'm glad it's a basketball game day and not baseball or softball game day. I mean, it's this weather. It's just too cold. Like, it is what it is. I get that. Once I got fat, cold weather didn't affect me quite as bad as it did when I was not fat. But still, i uh, it, it's hard for me to really get into talking about baseball or softball right now when it's like, you know, it feels freezing out. I know it's not really freezing, but it just feels that way. And, and the rain and the dampness is just pub ball. But, as I said, it's a basketball game day. So the, the, um, the games tonight are indoors. Cajun women started five men. They're saying seven thirty, but the game's not going to start at seven thirty. It's going to probably be more like seven forty-five or seven fifty. I would, I would be my expectation. Maybe even eight o'clock. Depends on how the women's game goes in terms of is it going to be close with a million timeouts at the end called or how how that's going to play out. So, I uh, I would probably figure more on like five and seven fifty, but it's just a guess. Uh, anyway, big games for both. We talked to Coach Broadhead yesterday. We talked to Coach Marlin on Tuesday. And, you know, both of them have games that a lot of people are looking forward to, technically big games on Saturday, but they can't overlook tonight's games because – I mean, for the Cajuns, Saturday's game will still be big. You still got the Cajun chicken. Even if you lose in Southern Miss wins, you're still only one game out. But if you're the on the women's side, if you don't beat ULM, then eh, it's still going to matter, Troy. You still could catch Troy, but you'll be two games behind. It just makes that game not as important. So big game tonight for the Cajun men and women. Um. But, again, the game hotline is 706-0111, 706 uh, We will be talking, having our weekly conversation with Stevie P in the next segment. Other than that, phone lines will be open. So let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Man, I had the privilege to drive to Melzana this morning, and I met this guy, Craig D. D from the beat. Have breakfast with the great Craig D from the beat. Okay. And we're and we sitting here right now, and he knows who I am. I'm a Steeler fan. He's a Steeler fan. Well that's not good that's not saying too much about me being a Patriots fan, you know? I mean we're in the
3: same boat. Yeah,
2: we're in the same boat. We we ain't you know, we have been the cloud in a couple of years like other people. Well one
3: know? of
1: y'all one of y'all got Bobby Scott as a quarterback and I don't know I don't know what your I I don't know what the I don't know what that guy is.
3: Well, why? Why you wanna go there, it? <laughs> I, I still wonder if you're still
1: listening to Ricky. Don't lose that number. Oh, I, I I would listen to that all day. So let me ask y'all this: I saw um, I saw uh, more than one mock draft, and I know it's way too early to talk about mock drafts, but I'm in trouble. I'm already addicted. That says Osiris Torrance is going to be going to the Steelers, so there could be two cages on the offensive lines for the Steelers. Osiris
4: Torrance. Out of the top
1: 15, but I don't know. Guards drop. Guards tend to drop. Very few teams pick guards as high. Like, I have seen him mocked as high as 11, 12, 13. But, but guards don't go that high very often. So, I, I think. Yeah, I, yeah,
2: I know. And, and I heard he's having a good. I heard the kid, dabble, D-Bow, Dabo, played at UL, went to Florida. I heard he's having a good senior bowl. I know. I know the guy that represented. Him. You remember him? Foot the, uh, the big kid transferred with Napier to Florida.
1: Wait, that's what I'm talking about. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Osiris yeah, Torrance, heard, yeah, I Cybo. Heard, they I they call him Cybo. A, yeah. Okay. He's having yeah. He's having a great.
2: Uh, he's having a. Great
1: you know that didn't uh, surprise great- me. But while we're talking about that, you know that I saw someone mock Makai Garner in the second round.
2: I know. Yeah, he could go. Foot, amazing. Foot, I, I foot, I gotta mess with you. Uh, I saw Matt Muskaun on Instagram yesterday. Said he would cut backflip if the Saints draft Hendon Hooker, Tennessee quarterback at pick twenty nine.
1: Well, why y'all want crawfish to be my quarterback? Because I'm telling y'all right now, all these people that want Hendon Hooker, and look, I'm not gonna slit my wrists or anything. If they pick Hindenhooker. Hooker, but understand, if you drive Hendon Hooker, more than likely Crawfish is your starting quarterback because Dennis Allen ain't right. starting a rookie. He's not going right. to do that. That ain't happening.
2: Right. Right. Well, I also heard you getting um the, the one from that played with the Rams this year, Baker Mayfield. I heard. Oh about that. come a on, now.
1: man! You're not supposed to be smoking pot for breakfast, Banks. <laughs>
2: But that's what they
1: were saying on the ESPN. Baker I Mayfield. That,
2: I know. I mean, dude, what I'd rather crawfish. Have,
1: I'd volunteer. I,
2: thought, I, I heard this morning, and I thought it was was hilarious. The three nuggets in seventeen. Who won the NBA All the NBA championship? Golden State Warriors, right? Okay. And the Astros won the the uh, World Series, right?
1: Right. And the and Eagles.
2: Philadelphia beat me in the Super Bowl, right?
1: Boy, that's amazing. That's yeah, tr- I didn't and think and about San
2: that. Paul, five years later, who won the, uh, the uh, championship? The Astros. reigning champions.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That- and, oh no, I think, the Eagles, gonna uh, uh, I, I think the Eagles are going to win. I think the Eagles are going to win. I'm with you. Yes, that's amazing.
2: And in Philadelphia, that's amazing, man. Who would have ever thought of that? You know,
1: especially that a, trio. A, a, a yes. All right, yeah, well yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all don't, y'all don't choke on y'all food.
4: Hey, foot, as long as the Saints do not draft Stetson Bennett, I think we'll be fine.
1: Oh, Stetson Bennett, bro. we don't want that cat <laughs> on Bourbon man, Street.
2: Listen, the man, listen, I couldn't eat breakfast. All the man talk about was, I got to mess with foot today. We <laughs> I got to make him say go bad. But, I, and look. Hard for calling you with the man, Foot, that, I that, know that, y'all good.
1: Y'all good. I got. I, it, it gave all me right, an opportunity on, to right, say Bobby's. Right. It gave me an opportunity to say Bobby Scott. That always does my heart good. So thank, <laughs> thank, right. thank, uh, yeah, thanks. for the all call. Say that, Foot. All know. right. <laughs> I don't know why. Every time I say today, Bobby Scott it just makes me laugh. I just love it. But um, no, I don't. I. We were talking before we went on there about this whole quarterback carousel. I, I'm just, you know, I came in yesterday. It was a glorious day. I was all fired up because the the Casper scenario was over with and the Saints have draft picks. And I, I'm already, again, I, I'm in trouble. Like, I'm already addicted to the draft. It's February the 2nd. Like, we've got... We've got the NCAA tournament, and we've got to start a baseball softball. We've got all these high school basketball playoffs and the soccer and all that stuff going on, and then we got to start a Major League Baseball. All this stuff has to happen before we get to the draft, and we're not even close to the draft. In my mind, I just, oh, I'm already. The other thing that's bad is have the people that I want – I'm thinking I want the Saints to maybe pick. I can't even pronounce their names. This guy from LSU that went to Baylor, do you know how to pronounce his name? This defensive tackle? You talking about the edge rusher or the defensive No, tackle? he's a big defensive tackle. He started out at LSU, he went to Baylor. Ojolari? No, no, no. Not bro. him. That's he's what an I'm edge guys He's the edge guy. So. No, no, he's an edge guy. This is a guy – Um, he's, he's he weighs about 350. He's like a defensive tackle. He started out at LSU and he went to – I think his last name is AKA and I, I I don't know. I need I need to find out how to spell his name. And then Pitt's got another defensive tackle. I don't know how to say his name either. So we i w I I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna be saying the Pitt defensive tackle. Now I can say Antonio Johnson. That's someone else I want to, I, I'm very interested in the Saints picking. He's the safety from Texas A and M. That I can say Antonio Johnson, but I don't know about these other cats.
5: Yeah, I got you're you're talking about the guy now who Finished at Baylor, but started at LSU. Right,
1: started at LSU, went to Baylor. Defensive tackle. I think it's Siaki Ika, or is it Ika? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea, so I need some help there. But but his skill set, you read his bio, he's big. Um, Macy Smith is big. And then you got this cat from Pitt who's more of a smaller, quicker guy, but he just wondered can can, can you get a, can you do the smaller quicker thing at the NFL consistently? I I don't I don't know. He he scares me a little bit, but he's also very intriguing because he's he's quick and wreaks havoc. Well, if where, yeah, say, where I mean, did Aaron Donald go? Yeah, I was going to say. where did Aaron Donald go? Those kind of things I can't get out of my but, mind.
5: But yeah, you have to be if you are the smaller quicker guy. You have to be special. You can't be. You know, it, it kind of it's like the NBA. You know, if your guy's shorter, he's got to be incredible with some of the things he does because there are certain situations where he's gonna be outmatched. So, absolutely. But Aaron so Donald I, didn't get outmatched very much in his career. I don't.
1: I'm in trouble. I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like literally, I'm already addicted to the draft and the possibilities there. And the other thing about the draft that uh, it, it's it's uh, aggravating me. And we figured it out, but it still aggravated me. So like. Initially, if you read it, the Saints technically have the 30 pick, but it's really the 29th pick. And I keep seeing 41, so they technically have the 41 pick, but it's really the 40 pick because the Dolphins did whatever they did. Um, So they really are picking 29 and 40, even though it's technically 30 and 41. So does that mean they're really picking 71, not 72? I guess that's, that's what that means, too. So I mean, what is the NFL going to say? In other words, when the whoever is picking twenty-two is that the Ravens? Maybe anyway, whoever's picking twenty-two, are they going to say with the twenty-first pick of the draft, or are they going to say with the twenty-second pick of the draft?
5: And this may be just going further on that, but does the draft slotting, the money allotment change because it's technically the thirtieth pick because that's all slotted, right? So. Are you going to be able to pay less now or do you going to have to pay the 29th pick slot? And I know that depends on position and stuff too, but
1: Yeah. I don't I don't know about that. I just wonder what the what the NFL is going to say when they when they when they say to pick. Because if they say 22, then the Saints really will be picking at 30th even though it's the 29th player. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't need that extra confusion here. I don't need that. I'm trying to figure out how to spell pronounce these cats' names. And I don't know if I'm picking twenty-nine or thirty or seventy-two or seventy-three. They just I d I don't that I, I don't need that extra confusion. I don't even know why they do that. Just don't say it. My mind's muddled enough. So I, I don't I don't know. Um So, anyway, we got basketball tonight. We are to, a week from tomorrow is the start of the college softball season. And really, I'm sure there might even be some teams that play a week from today, but the Cajun softball team starts a week from tomorrow
5: against Lafayette College. That's funny. Good luck to the uh, broadcasting teams trying to put logos in since they seem to have an issue yeah. mixing UL. That's
1: funny. Uh, I, I think that's really funny. But anyway, uh and just enjoy next week when they play Lafayette and Stephen F. Austin. Because after that, there's not gonna be any more Lafayette's or Stephen F. Austin's on that schedule, Cat. I mean, it is. It is a brutal one. So anyway, we'll do this. We'll take a timeout. And when we come back on the other side of the, the first timeout, we'll we'll discuss that and several other subjects with our friend Stevie P.
0: This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update. Presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome
1: back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game we have with us our good friend Stevie P. How are you, sir?
6: Call oh, cat, I'm doing great. What about you?
1: D- I know you can't like this weather.
6: Oh no, it's awful, cat. But you know, th- they got a lot of things that do like this weather. I say things. You know, I work at Gerard Park. A lot of ducks around here. They're having the time of their life. I mean, always got. I kind of feel sorry for them in July, August, in, in in September, but right now, I mean, they're the ones that's kind of laughing at me.
1: But but right now, this time of the year, y- you have to have these little nightmare daydreams of freezing to death doing softball games over the years.
6: Oh yeah, you know, people ask me, and it's a true story. They say, you know, what what what's the coldest that you've ever been during uh, d- doing any kind of sporting event? And of course, I've done high school and college sports for for a number of years, and you know, we all have our stories, but true story, the coldest I've ever been was at softball, Lampson Park, because you probably even remember the day, uh, Kevin, it's one of the last days that it snowed here. Cajuns opening up the season, and I want to say you are open up against Rhode Island, or you know somebody from the Northeast, but you had back-to-back perfect games by the freshmen, Shelby Rogers and uh, Christina Hamilton. It was snowing during the morning, and you know, people, uh, people were calling me up saying, you know, they're going to play. I said, I doubt it. Kat, it's snowing. <laughs> 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 it UL Sports Information says, oh, no, we playing. Now, what made it even worse, it's not just that, you know, it, normally you, you, it's cold. You go in the press box. If you remember, that was the year that Lampson Park was being renovated. You know, there was no stands. Yeah. And there was no press box. So we had to, we were actually an auxiliary kit down past the third base dugout and, oh, yeah, sat there for, 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 you know, whatever it was, three and a half hours in, like, 30-degree weather with bone-chilling temperatures and uh, actually snow flurries that were falling. So that's the coldest I've ever been.
1: Not not good at all. But a week from tomorrow, Cajun, another yet another Cajun softball story. Uh, season begins. All right. You know, you and I have been following UL Athletics for a long time, and this has got a chance. It's starting to, I mean, it's not over yet, so it could, you know, bad things could still happen. But this has the chance to be one of the most memorable basketball seasons, co- at least combination men and women in school history. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting the way the possibilities here for these two programs moving forward.
6: Well, it's certainly an exciting time, you know. Right now, it's going to be an exciting month of, uh, of February, and certainly it's going to be our hope, hopefully, anyway. It's going to be an exciting month of, uh, of March. And, yeah, women's basketball has had success under, under under Gary Broadhead. You know, division championships. They've been back to back WBI champions. You know, a few years ago, they went to the NIT for the first time in uh, in school history. They're still looking though for that elusive trip to the NCAA tournament. Now, keep in mind, there were a couple of teams that. I would still tell you today. Okay. That was an NCAA tournament team. The year that uh um uh, uh the year that they had just beset with injuries and I'm talking about the Kiki Beal team and the keo Rolridge and and Arsenal. I still think uh that that was a team that would have went to the uh to the NCAA tournament had they been healthy. And uh probably uh, one that even makes, you know, more sense to me was uh Jalen Gort, you know, who led the Sun Conference in scoring. Remember she was suspended uh, at the end of her, her junior season, I still say to this day that that's a team that would have won the NCAA tournament. And you even go back to 2020, uh, you know, the COVID year. That was a team that I think was was rounding in the form, much like this one is right now, in 2020, and I still say, you know, had that team had an opportunity to, to play in the Belt Conference Tournament, they would have been in the NCAA tournament. But, uh, you know, it's been a while. The last time that this team has gone to the NCAA tournament, the only time was uh, the J. Kelly Hall team, the team that actually received an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament? But yeah, the way the girls and guys are both playing right now, if you're a basketball fan, you got to be really, really excited.
1: All right. Before I get to some other issues, uh, there's any. I know you you're working at Recreation and Parks. So is there anything you need to let people know right now?
6: Yeah, we got a lot going on, uh, Kevin. You know, we're right smack dab in the middle of our youth basketball season. We got basketball games going through, on throughout the day at, at four different gyms around the uh, around the area. Baseball and softball for youth begins uh, this weekend. Now, uh, you can also call us during the week, but we're going to actually be out at a couple of gyms at the Thomas Park and the Robichaux Center, where uh, you can come out and talk to us, and we'll certainly register your youngster be a baseball and in uh, softball for our spring baseball and softball sessions that's going to be from 11 until three o'clock now again if you can't make it at those times don't worry about us give us a call during the week my desk number here is 291-8380 that's 291-8380 you know we don't just cater to the youth out there we got adult uh, basketball registration that's currently going on right now i know a lot of uh I know a lot of people that still think that they're, you know, Al Iverson or something out there on the court. And look, we have some people that can really play some basketball, you know, really. Uh, but, again, different uh, different levels, uh, different, uh, different age groups. We've got an employee league, all of that. So if you're interested in that – Certainly a lot of you have probably played before. Give us a call on that. Again, my desk number is 291-8380. Uh, it's only $400 per team when you're talking about uh, adult, which is really not a lot at all, and a lot uh, comes with that. So give us a call, and we'll be more than happy to to help you out. But again, be, uh, the biggest thing is baseball and softball registration for the youngsters uh, has begun, and we'll be out at Thomas Park and the Show Center from 11 till 2, registering your youngster to play.
1: All right, so I'm sure a lot of Saints fans hate Tom Brady, and so they were uh, happy that he retired. And I was not happy with the news that Brock Purdy's out for the year with Tommy John and Tom Brady retired for the simple fact that those are two people who theoretically, because they're no longer available for this next season, that's two more teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks, which increases the competition for the Saints to get a quarterback kind of what are you hoping or thinking i mean I just to me that just complicates the whole Saints getting a quarterback situation
6: yeah I, you see I'm with you you on that's that's the, that's the right thing you know a lot of people are like oh well i'm I'm glad Tom Brady has retired well no I mean that, that leaves one less quarterback for the Saints that means Derek core is going to be just as much in demand. Now, I think we're going to find out, you know, more about Cora's contract status says that, you know, he has to be released or whatever, you know, three days after the Super Bowl, which is, you know, right around the corner uh, right now. But, you know, the, the Jets are going to be a team that, 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 that bears watching. You know, I, I just can't see them going into next season. Now, they could talk about how Zach Wilson's the quarterback of the future all that they want. And he might be. But I'm talking about going into next year, the Jets actually have a defense and the type of salary cap that, that teams like to have. Everybody's working on a rookie deal, it seems like, with the Jets. So they could go out and, you know, they could offer Derek Carr a lot of money. Or, you know, some of the biggest talk with with the Jets is that they're going to be interested in, uh, in Aaron Rodgers. You know, I could see that. You know, he wouldn't be the first Green Bay quarterback that would make a a run to, to, to the Jets to try to see if he could bring them to the uh, – to the to, to the Super Bowl but again if Aaron Rodgers leaves the, the Packers what does that mean Packers need a quarterback too now I don't think that that would be a very enviable place to go you know although they won a lot of games they don't have one of these you know top flight receivers and it's cold and you know Green Bay is just not a a, a great place to go unless you think that you could win a Super Bowl well Aaron Rodgers didn't have had one won the last few years so what makes Derek Carr think that he's going to go over there and and win one himself, but no, I'm, I'm totally on board with you there. I, I you know, the, now you have, now you have war teams looking for quarterbacks and that's not good for the Saints because, uh, you know, I, I look going into next year and I see the Saints and the Panthers having the best rosters in the NFC South the Saints pick up a guy like Derek Carr, Kevin, I mean, they're
1: going to be the favorites in the NFL. Oh, no, it, it could easily happen. You know, the Colts and the Titans are two teams that play old-school football that if they ever can get their quarterback situation right, they might be able to to, to be in, um, go into the playoffs because they're not in great divisions either. So, no, it, it, it's, it, it really co- – what I don't know is how much money can Derek Carr demand. I mean, you no one wants to pay Derek Carr $40 million, but – you could pay him twenty
6: five million dollars. Well, that's the thing, but and, and he if somebody's going to overpay for him, why? Because he is in demand. Again, if the Jets don't get uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's next on the list? It's Derek Carr. Uh, you know, the Jets again, they could talk about how much they love Dak Wilson, which they don't. That's silly. They could talk about how uh, their defense is so good, and it is, but they need a quarterback, and their owner has already said that he's going to go out and do you know what it takes and. You know Derek Carr. You know, I mean, it's crazy as it sounds, but you know, uh, he didn't have as as poor year as everybody said last year. But the guy is really, for, for all intents and purposes, has got released. I mean, I get it; he could be traded, but he had to sit out the last two games of the year, and he's going to wind up uh, making a lot more money because of it. I mean, ever ever heard of somebody? You know, okay, well, you got released, but you know, your value is sky high after you got released. That's That's Derek Carr right now, and uh,
1: well, again, anything that happens to the Raiders that the Raiders do, you just put in a separate category from just about everybody else in the
6: league. Well, that's another thing too, though. That's another one. You know, the Raiders. You know, I I mean, you kind of touched upon it. You know, but a lot of people thought, okay, well, Tom Brady's going to the Raiders, and all of a sudden yesterday we found out that he went the Raiders. Let's not act like the Raiders are this joke of an organization. They went to the playoffs you know, last year, and and they get Devontae uh, Adams. Devontae Adams, what he did was he chose the Raiders over the Packers. He said, I'd rather play with the Raiders and Derek Carr than play with the Packers and and Aaron Rodgers because he, he got basically offered for the same amount of money. He picked the Raiders over the Packers, and a lot of people thought that wasn't a bad decision at the time. You know, if the Raiders get themselves a quarterback, why can't they – get back to what they where they were a couple of seasons well, ago. Well, they course,
1: they they can, core, especially since don't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback.
6: Well, that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, don't why should be surprised? Back?
1: If Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. All right. Hopefully some of this will know um, you know, in the coming weeks but the NFL draft which both of you are, both you and I love tremendously, we got a long way to wait for that. So I'm trying not to um spend too much energy but i appreciate your time as always sir let me ask you one quick
6: question before i let you go when when you eat like uh, texas toast do you eat like in a big bite or you like to eat a little bite big bite see see adrian giller who's who who works with me here she was like freaked out you know she saw me like eat for the first time and she was just amazed that i'll eat it all in one big bite she likes to eat a little bitty bite
1: yes i'm the big bite guy i'm more with you thank you sir
0: Been a pleasure, Kevin. This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. King cake season is here, and break rooms are being filled with those delicious sugar-coated pastries.
5: That is so
0: Sweet! Just don't be the guy or gal who gets the plastic baby and lies about it. Come on. Come on, really. Step up and do the right thing. Cheapskate and buy the next cake. Can't have your cake you need it too, baby. Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
7: Welcome back
1: to foot knows Kevin foot on the game. All right. There's something that people say all the time and I've even said it, but it really, I, I think, I think so many people miss on this subject that, that the way they think is not accurate. I understand why they think why they do. And again, I've said and thought the same thing before. And what I'm talking about is the situation with Derek Carr. Where people say, why would you trade for him when he's about to become a free agent? The answer is because you want him on your team. Think about this. It's really illogical the way we think. Now, again, if if you think... If you're pretty positive and when I when I mean you I mean like the GM of a team if you've had a if you've tampered with the guy and his or his agent and you're pretty positive he's coming to you then maybe you roll the dice and you don't trade for him if you really really want him but this whole this whole working theory that everyone seems to have well why would you trade for the guy he's going to become a free agent anyway Because you want him on your team. So, in other words, let's say you're, uh, I don't know, the Colts say. And you say, well, why would I trade for him? Well, he's going to become a free agent. That's stupid. Well, if he signs with the Saints once he becomes a free agent, what good did it do to not trade for him? You don't have him at that point. Like, I don't understand it. You You trade for a guy who's about to be a free agent if you want him on your team. So, unless you've tampered... And you and you feel like he's coming to you anyway, then trade for him if you really want him. Like, I, I don't I don't see why people struggle with that concept. You trade for some because you guarantee that you're gonna get him. Unless you have some inside track of knowing that he's gonna come to you in free agency, then if you wait, you're just rolling the dice. Now, if you don't really, really, really want him, then don't trade for him. But if he's kind of like your number one option, then yeah, trade for him. I mean, think about this. You say, well, Zach, and again, we're looking at it the Saints' point of view. It might be the Colts or the Titans or any of these other teams, the Ornos, or any of these, the Jets, any of these teams that need quarterbacks, the Yucks. And you say, well, why trade for him? Okay, so the last trade, you know, the the kind of trade guesses that people were making are like a fourth-round draft pick. So let me ask this. You say, well, I like draft picks. I like them too. I love them. Your starting quarterback for, say, the next two or three years is not worth a fourth-round draft pick? Like,
8: think about that.
1: Your starting quarterback is not even worth the third round. If he's your starting quarterback, for I think he's 31 years old, so it's reasonable to think you could get three, maybe four years out of him. Now, maybe he's going to be one of these guys that plays till he's 38. By the way, we've been we've been that's not going to happen all the time. Like we have this idea that you can play into your 40s. Now that that's going to be the exception. That's not going to become the rule. That's not going to become the rule. I mean, Russell Wilson's already looks washed up, and look at—he's not even close to that. So we need to get that. Or oh, he's going to play until their forties. But at thirty-one, I think you, it's reasonable to say he can play. You can get three or four years out of him. So if you're starting quarterback for the next three or four years, it's not worth a third or a fourth round draft pick. Now I wouldn't want to give up a first round for him. Probably not even a second round. But like, if the Saints traded. A fourth round pick and Jameis Winston for Derek Carr. How many Saints fans? I mean, would you really be going? Well, why are you traded for him? You could. He's going to become a free agent. Well, yeah, but I might not get him. I, mean, I just so people say that all the time, and it drives me crazy. The answer is, why trade for him? Because you want him on your team. I don't want to play the draft lottery and just hope I get him. Unless. Again, you've tampered with him, and you re- and he's already told you he's going to come with you. That's a different story. I don't know that that how often that happens. And again, you got to also get an, a gauge like what is this guy going to want? He's not worth anywhere near forty million. But maybe he realizes that he won't be able to get it unless someone like the Colts or the Jets gives it wants to give him that, and then. You say, well, good luck to you, because, you know, I ain't doing it. I, I just I hear that all the time and it's never made any sense to me. The answer is cause you want him on your team. So stop asking that question. That's the answer. You want him on your team. And I don't want to I don't want to take a chance of not having him on my team because that's who I want. Now, if if you ju- if you like, well, I just as soon go for Jimmy G or whoever else, then fine, then you don't really want him. I'm not talking about that scenario. I'm talking about if you want the guy, trade for him. Don't wait till he goes to free agency unless you have some sort of gentleman's agreement that he's going to come to you. Uh, So please stop saying it because it doesn't make any sense to me. All right. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. No, this – I was really – I mean, I guess it's good for sports talk radio, all this quarterback carousel stuff, but it's just – it's it's much better when your team is not in the middle of it. Like this is not good. Like I got people telling me now that the Saints might trade for Zach Wilson. Like I would I would I would throw up if that happened. Now I'd be okay with it. After throwing up, I would I would put on my glass half full, which I you know just who I am, and hope for the best. I mean certainly I would hope for the best. And he's young, and I get all the logic, but but not Zach Wilson. He just seems so clueless.
5: He does. I have a I have a big bias with Zach Wilson because I watched a lot of BYU before anybody knew about him, and I was the one telling all my friends like, "Look, y'all gotta watch the Zach Wilson guy when he was at BYU." And then he emerged that year, and all of a sudden became all the hype. So I have some confirmation bias in myself wanting him to work out, but. Talent wise, he still has all the ability, and you you got now. Why did he play so bad? I, like, did you watch any of yeah, the? Yeah, it Jets was games? no, it was bad. I mean, it, it, he completely. You talk about the progression of a quarterback. He completely got worse all season long. I mean, Mike White went in there and was winning games for that team, so that gives you an idea. It was bad, but and
1: some guys can't play in New York. There's just no question. It's not just yeah, a, it's a football, it's a
5: baseball. They all some guys can't play, but he definitely needs a refresh. Now, one thing well, I who's gonna refresh him. Right, and I would feel a lot better if the Saints had an offensive coaching staff that was established and proven yeah. to bring him in, but I don't know if Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen are going to get the best out of him. Right, but no. I want no I part do of think, Zach Wills. I do think he's a better option than a lot of the guys in the later rounds of the draft this year that people like a lot. I, would, I don't know. I guess Hooker has more upside right now because... We've seen some Zach Wilson that hasn't looked good. But, again, I, I... – What about this cut, This cat from Stunford, everybody keeps telling me? Who's people that? keep saying, what's his name, McKee? Uh...
1: The, the quarterback from Stunford, I'm telling you, I've, I've seen multiple people say that's who the Saints could pick. Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible.
5: Uh... I just – I don't know. I, I don't like any – I don't love any of the guys in the draft past the top, you know, which you're not going to get, Stroud and Young. I don't – Hooker's the one that I'm kind of back and forth on. I've seen some talk about like Jake Hayner, some of those guys. Like, I get it, but those guys are project players and and you It's going to take you think a long Young's time Young's going to be that good. No, I really don't. I, I really don't, don't, love don't either.
1: I really don't. either. I I look, if if you said the Saints had to have one uh, Stroud, I would take was, Stroud over Young Stroud and no one's no one else is even close in my mind. That's the only one I would take. The, First the, of all, he, he's a— would fit into the New oh, yeah. Orleans Buckeyes, Ohio but, State. But besides that, he's the only one that looks like I, I, I'd I'd be I'd feel pretty good about. I worry I'm not about even sold on young.
5: I worry about this the size thing with young, and I think we saw some exceptions. You know, the guys like Drew Brees that made it, uh, but he's he's very thin, and yeah. we've seen it this year with some of these guys who can't Tua all the injuries and stuff. I don't I don't see Bryce Young holding up. Yeah,
1: Tanner McKee. We're gonna have to start. S- I mean again yeah, I, I don't, don't I don't ever watch stunt I was going to say football. I need a, I need
5: to need to do some film study on him but I uh I don't have any strong opinions there so
1: I don't I don't know. We'll have to see. And again, I'm in trouble cuz I'm already addicted and we're almost 3 months away from it. But we'll take a time out and be back.
0: This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Casper the Quitter. Casper the Quitter. Now, the former New Orleans Saints longtime head coach who quit on the team after a tough season also known as Sean Payton. Now back to the man with his very own language. Kevin Foote and Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the games on this cold and damp Thursday edition, but it is an exciting game day again. The Cajun Dome tonight, five o'clock is the scheduled start of the doubleheader. You don't get many of these anymore, only like two, maybe three doubleheaders this year. I don't remember the exact number, but I seem like this was only the second one. But it doesn't happen very often. So, doubleheader tonight, Cajun Dome. The women play ULM at five, the men play Texas State. Again, they're saying. 730 but it'll be more like 750 to 8 we'll see whatever the first game ends and normally it's probably about 35 40 minutes after that so let's go to the game hotline hello hey
6: kevin how's it going howdy sir i actually have a question about um what you call or what you might call um sean payton i know when you refer to him as the saints you call him casper the quitter But now that he's with the Broncos, and I know your affiliation with your wife, when you're talking to your wife about him, do you still call him Casper? Well, I still do now,
1: but, yeah, we might have – that's a good thought. I hadn't thought that yet. Like, we might have to come up with a new nickname for him. But I I don't know. I I still think he's going to be Casper for the rest of my life.
6: Yeah, you might have to see – I'm sure he's going to make a few um, boneheaded – Time management decisions. His first year with oh, Broncos. Oh, he will, so he will definitely do nickname.
1: He will definitely do that. But you see, they they have no like they get really mad. They're gonna fu- scream at me no matter what. So like if I'm what here's the way it works. And they were mad at me last week because they were all pulling for the Bengals except for me. So they're like, if I say, man, it's looking good. The you know the Broncos. Y'all got a good shot of winning this game. I like to Shut up! Don't talk about my tape. You know that's that's what I hear all the time. So like they think I'm gonna jinx them. So if I say something good about them. Then they get mad. And if I say something bad about them, they say, don't talk about my team. And so they get all defensive. So I, I can't win when I open my mouth when it has to do with the Broncos. So I will need to come up with a very creative nickname. You're correct.
9: That sounds good. Thanks, Kevin.
1: Thank you. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, he was still mad at me last night. Like, it's not even your team. Be quiet. They don't, uh, I don't know. They just not like I told y'all yesterday. Not everybody's as calm and rational when it comes to sports as I am. Y'all are gonna figure that out one day. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Mr. Foot. Good morning, sir.
10: I had not called you in a while because I didn't feel the need to call, but I just need to express my unofficial, unprofessional comment. If you don't mind. Uh, no problem. Okay, now Kevin, this is what I don't understand. Okay, the storyline in the NFL. I understand the quarterback situation. I understand the Super Bowl. I understand all that. But in my unprofessional opinion, the storyline should be, why they can't hire minority head coaches, Kevin? That, that, that's the problem. I mean, we can talk about everything else. I'm not going to make this a political thing. But that's a problem where 80 to 90% of the players are minorities and you can't get a head coaching job? You don't think that's the problem?
1: Well, I mean, there's no question that several of the hires kind of make you scratch your head. You know, I I think that um, the Broncos apparently, you know, it seems like that their first choice was Harbaugh and they really wanted D'Amico Ryans. And when that didn't happen... You know, he you know, they they went to Casper, which makes sense. To me, the Broncos needed to hire an offensive coach. I mean, they spent all this money on Russell Wilson and Marcus, right. their franchise. They it didn't make any they already had a good defense, so to me they needed an offensive head coach. So Casper makes sense for them. D'Amico Ryan seems to make sense for the for the for the Texans. I mean, there are some there's no question that that don't seem to make sense, but in some situations like Denver, I think it did make sense.
10: But let me just preface this by saying this, Kevin, because no matter what they say about you, uh, you're all right in my book. You've been all right for quite a few years. You have your opinion, and it's very valuable. But my thing is that I'm making this political. My only thing, Kevin, is that how long can you keep, not you, just in general, how come the, How long can the NFL keep their head in the sand and think this is going to go away through osmosis? What you said is accurate. I agree 100%. But – you can't keep having an excuse not to hire somebody if you're not given the opportunity. Have a good day, Kevin.
1: I appreciate the call. No, again, I, it's, you know, I've always thought the Rooney rule was complicated. Like, some people say, what's well, useless. Well, if you're a young black coach like a D'Amico Ryans, then it's not useless because in, learning how to interview is is critical. It's critical. You know, I've I've given the example before um, where, and it was on the, who was it talked about it recently I was interviewing? So anyway, um, Jim Moore Jr. I remember interviewing Jim Moore Jr. when he was an assistant for the Saints back 20-something years ago in the mid-'90s, and he talked about how he started preparing for his first interview when he first got in in other words, he was prepared for the interview and how to interview and how to impress. I I so I think the interview process is worthy. But when you're an older black coach, you know, and you've done all these interviews, then then it almost it can seem silly and irrelevant, and I get that. And so again, that's why I say the Rooney Rule Roo is complicated. I think if you're if you're just going through the motions. If you're a young black coach, just like a young white coach or a young Hispanic coach, any young coach, then it's that process is worth the experience because you can maybe start to get better at it. But if you're an older coach who's been through that, then it it, it it's just futile. I get that. Uh, again, why? I don't know. I, again, I, I don't know. Some guys just want who they want. Uh, are there some racist owners? I'm sure there are, but I mean, I don't know who they are. It's a tough deal. It re- it really is. But I-, I-, I think D'Amico Ryan's made sense for the Texans. And I think that Casper made sense for the Broncos. Uh, as far as the Arnolds and Frank Wright, I don't know. Wilk seemed to do a pretty good job. Just wish his team would have played defense against the stupid Yucks. But oh well. Uh, no, a t- tough subject. I, I-, I get it. I-, I just I don't have all the answers. And I really kind of just judge it on a case-by-case basis. And like I always say, we're never going to know the real reasons behind all these people. We're all speculating. So it's-, it's a tough deal. All right. We'll take a timeout. Another hour to follow. Stay tuned.
0: Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foot.
1: Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station and your home for the LSU Tigers and World Series champion. Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 337-706-0111. We've talked quite a bit about the NFL and drafting and quarterbacks, and I want to talk about Cajun football. They did sign four people, the February National Signing Day, which obviously is nowhere near what it used to be in terms of excitement and interest and concentration and numbers and all that stuff. But there there were a couple of players – from that that are worth talking about. Also, news having to do with Cajun football. Apparently, the Cajuns have finally completed their 2023 schedule. Buffalo. Buffalo. You know, most of my life, Buffalo, if they had a college football program, I never heard of it. Um, The quarterback... That was at Georgia Southern last year was a transfer from Buffalo. Didn't Turner Gill – I think Turner Gill was the head coach once at Buffalo.
5: Can't confirm that. But anyway,
1: on September the 23rd, Buffalo is going to be coming to Cajun Field. That's going to be funny. And the Cajuns will return the trip seven years from now. I mean, I, you know, when the, these football games that they announced for like five, six, seven years down the road, I'm like, I can't even – my mind can't even go there. I mean, who knows?
5: This, but this is a this is a big win for the Cajuns because Buffalo is an FBS team in the MAC, and there was absolutely reportedly no openings. So I guess Buffalo is going to move a game around. I'm not sure if they're dropping an FCS game or something like that. But to get an FBS game and a sixth home game. And now you don't have to worry about applying for waivers for playing two FCS games to get bowl eligibility, anything like that. Oh, no, no.
1: You know, it's big news. I don't know. I'm anxious to hear how how exactly it happened. But, no, it's good news. No question.
5: and so after Baylor announced their schedule the other day, they were the last team that had an opening, and they announced they are playing Long Island, I believe. So that was – it was looking like it was going to be an FCS game for UL. So this is a a big win.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And so – wanted to, to get that news across. Also, I just – I talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the air. The whole quarterback recruiting and how many you recruit and how does that work. We were talking about it more on the LSU side of things. You know, Once um once Walker Howard transferred – but, for instance, you were there yesterday, Dawson. They are—they were giddy about this quarterback from Lutcher. Duane or Dwayne, I don't know how you pronounce it. Duanier. Duane. Winfield. They yeah. call him Lunch. I love Lunch, so he's, he might be my favorite <laughs> player. So, um, wouldn't you describe their reaction to signing him as giddy?
5: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then... And- It's interesting because he's not a guy who's rated highly on any of these websites, which I don't always fully agree with, and there's a lot of different reasons for some of that. But it felt like a guy that they didn't even really think they had a chance to get for a long time. They didn't have an opening at quarterback, so they weren't. They kind of talked about how they were maybe looking at him on the defensive side, but then the two guys transfer out um, who were at the bottom of the depth chart, and you get this opening. And, yeah, I mean, it sounds – and the interesting thing now is – I wouldn't expect him to maybe play into the, you know, quarterback situation as a freshman, but he sounds like a guy that they think is going to be a real playmaker at the position at some point. Right. So
1: so but that's what I'm saying. So now again, injuries and transfers all sometime all this stuff takes care of itself and and no big decisions have to be made. We all have seen that happen. 2 years down the road, if Zion Chris is what most of us think Zion Chris is going to be, from the very, very, very small sample size that we've seen, which looks pretty encouraging. And if this guy is what they're kind of thinking or seem to be thinking he's going to be, um, what do you do? Like, You know what I'm saying? It's, it's. You say, well, that's a nice problem to have, and it is, but it's also a
5: complicated problem to have. But again, I think in today's climate, it'll work itself out. I think if Chris establishes himself as the starter and it's clear that he's not going anywhere, then – the other kid's gonna have a chance to leave if he wants to, and that's that's kind of the nature of it. But that's another reason that you always have to be recruiting quarterbacks. I mean, you always have to be recruiting everything now. But you you can't say, oh, we're starting a freshman this year. If you were starting a redshirt freshman, we don't have to worry about recruiting a quarterback for the next few years because even if that guy becomes a star, he might have a chance to go to an SEC program and leave. So. No,
1: I get that. I just have it's always been curious for me from the player's point of view, like.
5: Well, I and, guess a player always thinks he's gonna beat someone out. And I think maybe it's an instance of the guy wanting to be at the FBS level and the other opportunities, like they mentioned now. Everybody's looking for transfer portal guys. Yes. So he thinks maybe he thinks he's not ready to play right away anyway. He wants to come in and, and learn. No, and and it makes sense. Make
1: he obviously had great obviously had great relationships with the coaches and all that is positive. I've just been fascinated with the the numbers thing with because quarterbacks just different than all these other positions. You know, like Coach Des said it yesterday. He goes, "If I rotate a defensive lineman, no one says anything. You rotate a quarterback, and everyone wants to kill you. So it's it's a um, it's just different than any of these other positions. Other than ironically, maybe kicker. Like, not too many people rotate their kickers, but I guess you have some short kickers and long kickers. I just wish the Cajuns would get one that makes most all of his kicks. But I got to give Kenny a lot of credit for down the stretch. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello,
9: Khalil Mack came out of buffalo.
1: Uh, that is a good one. Yes.
9: Also uh, the coach drafted a running back when uh, you were you were right um trying He was a head coach. Uh, last name was Brown. He was a running back. I think he was uh he was on that 0-9 team since beating the Super Bowl. Last name was Brown. He was a uh, Anyway, but um I want to say hey man um Something crazy has been happening with, with sports around the uh, nation. Uh, rather, it's on a collegiate level, uh, professional level, assembly, or former players that's kind of relatively young. Uh, Where well, players are just, just playing basketball, just any sport, and just dropping dead, just boom, dead. Um, I don't know if it's just been reported because of, you know, what took place two years ago. Are we going to talk about this? Are we just going to talk about some athletes just dying at 35, under 40 years I mean, old? I've certainly
1: heard some of them. Like, do you have any sort of number? Like, when you say it hasn't been reported, I'm sure it's been reported somewhere, just not really widespread. So, like, what kind of numbers are you are, are you talking
9: about? i just saw about four or five stories in the last week or two. Where just people, 18, 19, I know some people might have heart situations, heart defects, whatever. But. He had some former NFL players. Yeah, the NFL player not too long ago, a guy that was in the league, and it was I think he was trying to join one of these, uh, these like, U.S. Uh, USFL. He had a heart attack. He was like, he played for the Lions. He was like 26.
1: Yeah. LeMoney like or somewhere. LeMoney, yeah.
9: All yeah. I know is, man, players uh, players had to take that shot. Uh, I'm not, you know, people can say what they want, man. I, I just, I, I, I don't want to know why we're not really talking about this. And, um, um, I think it's because
1: we just don't have any idea. Like, I don't have any problem with you bringing up. I just don't know what to say. I mean, I have no idea.
9: Also, it's kind of funny. Uh, 1980, and I'm sure you can uh, – you think uh, we have a situation where, like, 1980, uh sports year for the city of Philadelphia where you had the uh, Phillies, uh, they went to the World Series, the Sixers, went to the uh, finals. Uh, I think the uh, Eagles, right, lost to the Raiders. Yeah, that year, uh, and I think um, I'm not. I can't. I don't know. I might be off on the hockey, but I'm sure the Flyers were somewhere up there. I could be off. I don't know about that. Matter of fact, I think the Flyers they go to the static. but I, I don't know. You now I know um, situation a little bit different. It's a different sport. Um, what do you remember about the 1980 World Series? And I'm gonna hang up here. Your thoughts from uh, the Phillies and the uh, Royals? And uh,
1: well, was a- I was sick because that was the Astros' first ever. Postseason appearance and the Astros should have beat the Phillies, and and, and I was a Royal. I, I I I've told the story before. When I was a kid in the seventies, there were four divisions in in Major League Baseball back then, and so I I had one team in each division, and my team in the American League West was the Royals. And so, you know, I was I really liked all those Royal Al Collins, and Amos Otis and Hal McRae and George Brett. I mean, you know, Paul Splitter and Larry Gura and You know, although, you know, Habowski was there before he ever went anywhere else. And so I I really liked those Royals teams. So I was really pulling for the Royals is what I remember. And I was bitter because the Astros should have beat the stupid Phillies, if Nolan Ryan, who, who was given a 5-2 lead in the eighth inning of game, the fifth and deciding game couldn't bring him home. And by the way, the guy who got the big hit in that game was Dale Unser off the bench. And I heard I saw somebody quoting Dale Unser. They said Phillies legendary veteran Dale Unser. Dale Unser. They couldn't get him out. I mean, how can you get Dale Unser out? Cat don't even know how to spell his first name. Couldn't get him out. Blew a 5-2 to two lead. Sickening. Game 5 of in deciding game of the NLCS in 1980. But, no, I, I remember 1980 very much. And I, I was pulling for the Royals. But, no, the Phillies were good. They were good. They had stupid Pete Rose on
7: that dumb team.
1: Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
7: Hello, Kevin. Hey. Hello. Hey, hey how you been?
1: Oh, trying to hang in there, trying to figure it all out.
7: I know, me too. Hey, uh, you call put a, uh, brought up a good point. I had a stroke back in uh, twenty one, August of twenty one, and uh, my vision got all messed up in my right eye, and uh, it gradually did come back uh, after about six to eight months. But I had double bad double vision in my right eye. Wow! And uh, I got when the I was working with the uh, schools, you know, and so I got the uh, the vaccine when it first came out. It was the the Johnson & Johnson. Not saying that's what caused it, but, you know, something. And I was 57, 57 at the time, yeah. So, you know, but I did have all kind of hard stuff done. And uh, they found I had an irregular heartbeat, like that AFib uh, flutter, he called it, of the heart. Uh-huh. So, you know, but anyway.
1: Well, I'm going to be 57 that, in August. So. point
7: ooh. about the shot, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, uh, another uh, quick question. I'm changing it to the Vikings. Uh, how much do you think? Justin Jefferson would be worth in a, in a trade. <laughs> a he, lot. Because he, he checks all the boxes, oh, you know? He,
1: yes. Yes, a lot. And I was
7: talking to a buddy of mine, and he says, I'm starting out, I want three first-round picks. Does that sound
1: Yeah, but you know, yeah. O- over. Well, a, I mean, you're not going to get that. Two? I mean, he's probably worth close to that, but you're not going to get that. Y'all just need to draft as many defense. I would draft all defensive players if I
7: was the Vikings. Well, I would too, but we only have four picks in one of those uh, compensatory picks, so we only have five total as of now. You know, unless he well Well,
1: draft five defensive players.
7: But anyway, yeah, uh, that's all I got for today.
1: I appreciate the call. Thank you. Again, I'm not against talking about that. I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know anything about it. I, I can, I can listen, and I can go, hmm. But I just, I can't add anything to it. It's just the the way it is. We'll take a timeout and be back.
0: This is Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary.
1: Oh, pleasure, cruise
0: pleasure cruise now a sports career where things seemingly came easy as the player was surrounded by the best players the best coaches and caught all the breaks also known as tom brady's career now back to the man with his very own language kevin foot and footnotes on the game 1037 lafayette and 1041 lake charles southwest louisiana's sports station
1: Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. Wanna remind everyone. Got lots to talk about. Well, then want to remind you about the game hotline, 706-01, 706-0111. Again, we've discussed a lot of different, we've touched a lot of different bases today, from head coaching hires to uh kind of strange deaths. And again, I don't mind talking about, it. I just don't, I don't know. But it it is kind of there, there have been some peculiar ones and i've certainly not investigated them we've talked a little bit about the cajun basketball doubleheader tonight women play at five men following also a little bit about the cajuns and the uh the quarterback that they added to the class yesterday they also added a cornerback glenn brown who i think is going to have the biggest immediate impact they also draft uh, signed a linebacker um Whose name has way too many letters in it for me, but he's a high school linebacker from Houston. Emiliano Sodavia. Sodavia. Sodavia is not that hard to say. I was, I guess, too complicating it. But, but he's a guy who's like six three, and they said the cat was returning. Ball. You know, he was a return man at the high, at a six A 6A high school in Houston. So that's kind of interesting to see what his skill set could be. So any of that, and certainly trying to figure out this quarterback situation as it relates to the NFL overall and the Saints specifically. So any of that stuff is on the, the our plate to discuss today. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning. Good morning,
4: Kevin. What number you think he's going to have uh, uh, when he gets there? I know. I'm just trying to picture him in that black uniform. But what number you think Lamar is going to have at that band? Oh,
1: you see why are you. Oh well, remember
4: now what we? Oh no, no, we signed that contract and it's there. So don't don't forget that. You better not be eating that cake right now, Kevin. You need to put that to the side
1: because that's what's going to happen, buddy. I, I'm 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 trying. Look, I thought I was going to be zero and two last week. I was going to settle for one and one. But after after Casper went to the Broncos, I, I was starting to feel good about two and zero. And you telling me I'm fooling myself,
4: Kevin? Oh, don't we all? Well, we all fool
1: ourselves sometimes, yes.
4: Okay, well, don't do it. Don't eat that cake and (laughs) leave that cake to the side. You know, because I'm just just trying to picture what he's going to look in that black.
1: You know what I mean? Uh, Don't excite you? No, it does not excite me. It pretty much depresses me. So I need the Ravens to sign Lamar Jackson. Like I told you, I read a story. The guy said 200% he's going to be the quarterback of the Ravens. for, For the Ravens? Yeah, for the Ravens. Okay, well maybe but I don't eat that cake yet though, Kevin.
4: <laughs> Kevin, who uh, you said that Cajun's had lost a quarterback to the portal. Which two
1: which two they lost? Hunter Herring went to the portal and uh Zy McDonald. Again, neither oh, so one the- was in their picture, long term picture at quarterback, but it opened up a spot, you know.
4: Oh, so the other two uh Fields and uh I forget the other guy's name, Basically, they're coming back.
1: As of now, they're coming back, yes. Okay, well, that's good. That's
4: good. I, 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 when you said two, I didn't know what to... Uh, yeah, it was Hunter Herring
1: and, and Zy McDonald. And again, Zy was like the third-string quarterback, so theoretically he could have gotten into a game uh, last week, last this past season, but neither one were in the long-term plan. So it just kind of opened up a spot on the roster.
6: Kevin, I'm
4: worried about that game tonight, yeah. Oh, you should be you worried. Was that? You should be worried. Because, you know, when you look... They, you know, they uh, they can say what they want, but they got Marshall on the back of their mind, and they got that big night looking at them ahead of their mind. I mean, I just hope the coaches staff to stay focused with them because if, is that if that that part that guard playing for Texas State tonight?
1: Well, we don't know. Uh, that's a good question because he has he's missed three games. Uh, he did not play when the Cajuns were in San Marcos, so it's a guessing game. We don't really know for sure if he's going to play or not.
4: Well, they better come ready to play tonight. That's all I gotta say. Y'all have a good night.
1: Appreciate it. No, men and women like now. To be fair, a lot of us are excited about the whole fabulous Cajun chicken thing, but these players don't even know. Dawson doesn't even know who the fabulous Cajun chicken is. I mean, that really means nothing to to younger people. It's just us old people that that it matters to. So, I don't know that they're I don't know that the players or as have as much anxiety or really looking forward to this whole Saturday night thing with Marshall and I mean they know Marshall's good but I I don't I'm hoping that it's not as big a deal for the player so they'll just play the same both and they've done a good job of doing that but the women you know they're one game out of first they're playing the first place team in Troy on Saturday who they lost to in overtime in Alabama a couple of weeks ago and so they they're playing Monroe's towards the bottom of the standing. So that's another one. Both of them, no question. You got to pay attention. You know, could they both could they could the Cajuns go zero and two tonight? Of course they could. I mean, of course they could. So yeah, they got to pay attention. I'm I'm with you there. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
4: Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. So I heard you say something earlier. I, I swear I almost went in the ditch. You said you you. We need to learn how to watch sports and be calm like you do.
1: No, I said not everybody's as calm and rational as I am when it comes to
4: sports. Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were screaming the other day about something. Not even, you, it probably wasn't even your team when you were screaming about it.
1: Well, and I'm know. sure you
4: didn't talk about Tom Brady and I'm sure that'll start you screaming yep. soon.
1: I wish that cat would have stayed. I was not happy see, with his little retirement. Yeah, I mean, so,
4: Speaking of that, you were talking about a interview earlier. So, I heard you say something the other day, like Casper went into a a seven hour interview. So, I mean, say, what what could, you, what could you possibly talk about for seven hours?
1: Well, you talk about what you did in in New Orleans and what worked and didn't work, and then what your plan is from off season to strength and conditioning. What coaches you might want, and you know, all, there there's a lot to discuss. For seven hours? That's a full day of work? <laughs> I don't get that. But you got to
4: take a lunch break. We're going to take a lunch break. and We're going to come. we go. You know, rekindle this again. I i, I just don't understand it. It, it. it sounds crazy. But listen, you know, I know what you can call Casper now. What's that? What you, you like to call everybody you don't like. I hear you say it all the time. We—we we, You call it your fat face. Get out of here with your fat face. Just call it fat face coach.
1: Fat face? Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Uh is there a um like a of course ghosts are already white, I guess. They're not really, but like Casper the friendly ghost was white. Like is there a is there a way to say like cold Casper or snowy Casper? I don't know. I, I don't know. That doesn't sound good. So some sort of frigid snowy or um or in that state like Casper's smoking pot and he's on on a high, you know, Rocky Mountain High, Rocky Mountain Casper or something. I don't know. None of that sounding good, but the thought process is there. Maybe we can come up with something. <laughs> he don't look fat to me. He just looks, you know, he makes that dumb. He he has a face that you just want to slap sometime. Um But no, I hope he does very well. And, and he is what he is, and he's going to waste timeouts, and he's going to be petty on challenges because he's mad about something that happened in the game. You know, that's just, that's just who he is. But I think he's going to correct a lot of the, you know, I don't know what you call it, disorganization. Not so much. Well, that, but more like, I don't know. They didn't always seem to be like the most focused football team to me, watching the Broncos play a lot. And so I I think he's going to correct a lot of that part of it, and we'll just you know we'll just see how 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 it works with him. I'm I'm ha- you know again I wanted him I didn't want him to leave. Um and so I'm glad he went to the AFC again. I'm glad he went to the Broncos because I think he 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 can really help them and focus them and um you know just give them make them mentally tougher. And again. Sometimes you need a little pettiness in a coach, especially when you're going you know, like he 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 kinda play he kinda coaches with a chip on his shoulder. They ain't beat the Chiefs in forever. And so they need a chip on their shoulder. I mean So the Broncos. So I think I think he's gonna bring a lot of that. So it, it'll be it'll be fun watching him. But I'm also gonna probably get in trouble because my w- wife and daughters are gonna be screaming at me too. Hush. They always say that. They're not they're not always nice to me when we're watching football games. All right, that'll do it for this. We'll take a timeout and be back.
0: This is footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do you ever wonder what kind of coach foot would have been? When they hit it
1: to you and you're in the major leagues, you catch the ball. That's the way that
0: works. Yeah. He may be better suited for talking sports than coaching them. Back to footnotes on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: Welcome back to the game. The game hotline is 706 0111. 706 0111. Now, you know, yesterday, the day after the Saints traded Casper to the Broncos, we had three interviews. So we didn't have a lot of time. And so, certainly, you know, if you liked the trade, hated the trade, uh, you know, if you have any remaining thoughts on that, we didn't really discuss that, well, a whole lot today. I guess we did a little bit. I'm just so glad that it's um, that it's over and not hanging over uh, the, the franchise for another year. And then we'll just kind of see what they ha- who they pick, and who ends up being a quarterback, and all of that. You know, lots of discuss moving forward there. But it just kind of feels like now you have the ability to turn the page and move forward. When instead of having to kind of play with one hand behind your back. So hopefully they take full advantage of it. You know, I saw someone yesterday on social media, like, you know, being negative, like so many people are, and we're like, well, do you trust Dennis Allen to make this pick? Well, so far, you know, we don't, the the jury's still out on Kyle Turley, but Wes Chandler was a pretty good first-round pick, better than Davenport. Who and I supported Davenport, but I mean he was he was a bust. You know, Peyton Turner. I still have hope for him, but so far he's been a bust. So, I mean, Casper made some good first round picks, no question, but there were some that were pretty iffy as well. So I don't I don't buy all that negativity. Plus, I don't think Dennis Allen has nearly as much pull on who the first round pick is as Casper. So, I, I don't know. I just don't buy that cheap shot. But let's go to the game hotline. Hello.
8: Morning foot.
1: Good morning, sir.
8: Man, I got to tell you something. I seen the most surprising uh shocking move that Dallas Cowboys ever made in their history yesterday I I, I seen on on a on a a Dallas Cowboys site that I follow. You want to know what that is? What's that? They released Brett Maher. (laughs) I I, I mean, you could have seen that coming. I mean, the guy can't kick to save his life, you know? Wait, they did? I think so. If I seen it right, I think they they did move on from it. Because he had a pretty good year. Oh, come on. You had a better year than my kicker? Well, you can have them. How about that? Well, Would you take him? I, I mean, mean, he had a better a year than my kicker. A, you you want a kicker that don't choke under pressure? You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, my and kicker I mean, couldn't make a forty, you know, thirty-five, forty-yard field goal indoors against the Arnolds. Like well, you know, he he couldn't make a kick in Arnoville in week two.
8: Well, my wasn't couldn't that make a much kick pressure either. I mean. Come
1: My, on, man. My, Meyer made but, uh, more kicks.
8: Hey, well, well. Anyway, I want to kind of, kind of chime in on some. You think anyway, probably the Sean Payton going to Denver? That I, I and I know Denver don't have a lot of draft picks and all this kind of stuff. You think maybe he tries to get Michael Thomas that he gets traded over there?
1: I don't think so. I mean, you never know. But the reason why I say that is they were they weren't liking each other. Like there was a lot of you remember he came out and was very critical of Plastic Man, and Plastic Man didn't like it. So I think I don't think those two are on the same page right now. I don't. I think there's some bitterness between those two.
8: But you never know. Right. Right. Now, uh, they got a big game in college basketball. Basketball. I don't watch a lot of college basketball, but they got a big one this weekend. You know, uh, Duke, North Carolina, who you got in that game?
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I can't even tell you the last time I've seen a Duke, North Carolina game. I mean, I can I, tell you who I'm pulling for, North Carolina, because my roots are, I have North Carolina, Toronto roots, but I, I don't, I, right. I couldn't tell you.
8: Right Now, one more thing. Who Who's your quarterback going into next year, buddy? Like when the opening day starts, opening day, who's going to be on the center for the New York uh, I
1: mean, I, 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 I know hope-
8: who's going to be my quarterback, Lord have mercy. You know, that's why I'm be pulling out my hair again. But anyway, uh uh but that's all I really have for today, buddy. Thank you All for right. I call. appreciate
1: it. Thank you. I'm worried it's gonna be Crawfish, to tell you the truth. I hope if he if they can afford him, it's Derek Carr. Um, you know, or a Jimmy G type quarterback. But but I don't really think I don't see Jimmy G coming here. But um I I could see Carr coming here. I just don't know financially it'll work out, but I'm worried it's going to be crawfish again. Man, I hope not. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello.
3: Morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Okay, Kevin, I'm going to say this because I forgot to say this yesterday. This is the greatest thing about your show and talk radio in particular. I got up yesterday morning and checked the Lakers versus the Knicks score because i wanted to know about paul and ronnie yep. I mean, you know let me tell you I, I don't check nba scores kevin ever never i mean even the pelicans i mean i'm sorry i just don't follow the nba so I, that that's just a wonderful little thing i wanted to throw in there to give you give you a little props you know when you, when you show enhancing and improving my life
1: yes I, uh, I, I i'm sure you noticed that paul didn't bring up the result of that game
3: I did notice yeah. that. And I don't know if you heard it from Ronnie. Or not. I did but though. I brought it up though.
1: Well, I didn't. I, I noticed.
3: You, uh, yeah. You know, Paul just kind of slipped his mind. He got amnesia yeah. or something, you know, whenever he called in by the game. Okay. One thing I want to say about you know trusting Dennis Allen. Uh, and you might have more insight, you know, when you talk to your boys, you know, that like cover the Saints, and you might be able to find this stuff out. I just don't know if Dennis Allen has as much input as Sean Payton did, you know, and I mean, I I don't have anything to base that on. Just my gut feeling is that after all these years, Sean Payton had a really big influence as far as who was drafted. Yes. And uh, I don't know. No, I agree. At that point. Yeah. Now. And so that being said, like some of the points you made, you know, listen, Sean Payton, Sean Payton is not what I would call a draft genius. I mean, we, they had some good drafts, and they had some, you know, very questionable picks, and you know, they had some busts like everybody else does. I mean, uh, so I don't think we really, well, you know, want uh, to. I, could I think since, since and,
1: I yeah, think. no, look, since we brought it up, and, and we won't dwell on it too much right now. I, I really think that I hate Stalin. Let me just put it to you this way. Okay. And so mm-hmm. so much of what genius does is these stupid things that Stalin believes. And one of the things that they believe is you gotta <laughs> have you gotta have this the prototypical size and all that stuff for the first I yeah, think the reason right, why the right. Saints miss on their first round because they're not drafting football players. They're drafting combine freaks. Okay.
3: Yeah,
2: in the first happens, round. Happens, and I think right.
1: after that they draft football players
2: right in, in, in the later rounds right yeah. in the first I, round I, I, they I, believe every it's
1: got to be a it's a combine round and so yeah. they draft combine guys and after that they draft football players
3: yeah and a lot of teams draft football players or they draft more so needs than you know i mean teams just have different philosophies you know we know that so uh yeah i i, I agree with that uh but uh Okay, Kevin. I didn't catch. I don't know how much time. You got. I didn't catch your top guys that you're talking about. You know that you're interested in. So I'll just hang up. If you if you get a second to touch on your guys that you already started looking at, give me a holler. You All right, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll say it right now. All right, I I like this. I'm intrigued by this defensive tackle from Baylor that we were talking about earlier. Who started out at LSU and he finished at Baylor. Um, I'm intrigued with uh, Antonio Johnson. Now, I know a lot of y'all don't like safeties, but I Antonio Johnson, uh, big guy, 6'2", 6'3", safety, nickel, cover corner, kind of a jack-of-all-trades, kind of like a Chauncey Garner Johnson kind of a player uh, from Texas A&M. And you say, well, I don't want that in the first round. Well, look. I think we saw how valuable that kind of player is. And if Alante Taylor doesn't have to do that stuff, he can play elsewhere here. Uh, may And and again, I'm okay with the Saints' two safeties, assuming they're not suspended. And uh, theoretically, they're going to be more ready to play than they were in the first half of last year. But I think that kind of player is still very valuable. And I and I worry about the depth at safety. I mean, at the end of the year, we were playing Sorensen, who did great. But remember, most of us were... Oh, not Sorensen. We don't want that guy. And so I'm a and Evans didn't really finish strong last year. So I, I'm I'm kind of intrigued by by those two for sure. And then, um, you know, there's the Macy Smiths from Michigan, and then this cat from Pitt, who's more of an undersized, quick guy. I'm intrigued by him, but I'm a little worried about his lack of size. Also, I need a, a running backs. Now, I know we don't believe in drafting running backs. I don't really believe in it. But I can tell you this Saints need a running back. What about Carb? What's his name? Carbono, Carbonet from UCLA? He's interesting. Carbonet. The
5: cat from uh, Tulane Ty is J. interesting. Jared Spears. He's, he has seen him in person a few times. That guy's special.
1: All I'm going to say is if Bajon Robinson, because I've seen mocks that have him going as low as 25, 26, 27. I don't believe that he's going to drop that for. But if by some miracle, and it would take a miracle, if some miracle they can get Bajon Robinson, I say, let's do it. Last running back from Texas didn't work out too good. But, um, man, after two years of having no running backs – I know the running backs are a dime a dozen and all this stuff. Well, if they're a dime a dozen, then go get one. I've been asking for this for two years, and I still don't have a running back. So I'm okay with – I'm going to treat a few of these running backs. So that's my early preliminary list. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back.
0: This is Footnotes on the Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Do your loved ones run for cover when watching a game with you? Then Footnotes is the show for you. Time for more Footnotes on the Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station
1: welcome back to footnose kevin foot on the game we still got a few minutes left if you would like to get in i uh we've talked about all kind of subjects you never really know what's gonna what's gonna come up and so we typically as long as everybody's not cursing or being, being relatively nice to one another i don't have any problem with any of these kind of curveball issues that 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 come up, and uh enjoy talking about him. All right, again, Cajuns tonight, 5 o'clock women, 7.45 or so for the men, and FedEx man called, and besides trying to depress me, trying to convince me that Lamar Jackson's going to the Falcons, which was not nice, FedEx man. Uh, his point about being worried about tonight's two games, I am a little bit concerned by him.
5: Yeah, and I'll start with this. Mason Harrell, you talk about Isaiah Pacheco makes you angry. Mason Harrell keeps me up at night. And if he plays if he plays tonight, I'm concerned. Now I don't know if he's the difference in the game, so to speak, but he starts to make some things go where again, yeah, you talk about looking ahead to Marshall and they gotta they gotta figure things out, especially if he plays. I agree,
1: but Mason Harrow is very good, no question. I've you know he seemed like he's been there forever. He's kind of like the Levi Lewis of Texas State basketball. But but man, that that cat don't play as hard as Isaiah Pacheco. This guy, this cat, Isaiah Pacheco, he really gets on my nerves. But anyway, um, just frustrating. Um, again, the the thing that I'm worried about is you know in any, I, I'm really more worried about on the women's side because they ULM's got this big post up player and the Cajuns are playing without it doesn't sound like Lenae Wheaton's gonna play again. And so I, if they don't get anything done in the paint at all, because of this six five girl who's like seventh in the country in shots, and block shots and they have a cold game shooting from three point land, that could be problematic. You know, similar you know, the Cajuns did not shoot good percentages at all. In, um, in San Marcos. Uh, what you say that was their fault? Maybe so, but I'm sure Texas State's defense had something to do with it. And so Texas State kind of knows how to muddy up a game. They've been doing it. They are as good as anybody in the conference at doing it. They've won two straight regular season Sun Belt championships doing that. So they know how to muddy up games. And so – it, it will not surprise me at all if the Cajuns shoot a low percentage again. Uh, just hopefully they make more free throws. They missed, like, 18 free throws in San Marcos. Like, I even joke with Coach Marla, I was like, there might be something wrong with their rim. Like, their rim might not be the regular size as everybody else's rim because they weren't making shots either. And the Cajuns, I mean, they missed 18 free throws. How do you do that? They, they were, I think they were 17 of 35 in that game. Shot under 50% from the free throw line and the division one men's basketball. game, that's just awful. So you can't do that again. And I, I think that, I think maybe that's it. I think that the Cajun, the size of the Cajun rim is regulation and in San Marcos, and it must not be regulation because that ball was not going in. Uh, but no, they, they, no question. It, it, they've got to, they both got to take care of their business tonight. And that will make both games Saturday even more important than they already seem like they're going to be. And, again, if you didn't hear it yesterday, we got a chance to interview the fabulous Cajun Chicken. He's all geeked up for it. Those of us who are older have been around. And, again, I'm not even a mascot guy. I don't care. I don't – cheerleaders and ma- – I worry about analyzing games. I always have been that way. But, but I got – you know, the Cajun Chicken was really good. And so we'll see. Like I joked with him yesterday when he called – I said, are chicken years and dog years kind of the same? How does that work? And, you know, I don't – but credit to him. He said he's skinnier than he used to be. I'm certainly not skinnier than I used to be. And so hopefully his knee – he's had some knee replacements and black back issues and stuff. So we'll see if he can do everything that he used to be able to do. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, the most important thing – is that uh the Cajuns win the basketball game and hopefully they can keep playing um, that well and man, it could be a lot of fun, Pensacola, the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Looking forward to that, uh, or looking down the road to that. Um, you know, the Cajuns keep winning and the men the men I mean the men keep winning and the women's keep winning, it could could be lot, lots and lots of fun. So I look, we'll have that happen between now and tomorrow. I don't know how much other news we're gonna get. I don't really think we're gonna get any more NFL news, but we'll see. But I think the day of free agency is like a week and a half from now or something. I don't know when it is. So I guess we for the next eight or nine or ten days, whatever it is, until um theoretically there could be a trade for Derek Carr. I don't I don't know. Probably not. I wouldn't think that would be the case. But um but again, we've learned in the coaching search thing, all these reports that we hear, you know, the vast majority of them are not founded in grounded in truth. I mean, the the vast majority of these reports that we see are just somebody just saying something to get clicks. They're not. There really is hardly no truth behind them, or they're just being they're serving as the mouthpiece from one side or the other that's trying to get trying to get out a message that they want heard whether it's accurate or not. So you got to take all these reports that we hear with a huge grain of salt. No question. And so, you know, we got to keep that in mind as well. But hopefully um it works out. I just If they pick a rookie quarterback, better not be in the first round. And if they pick a rookie quarterback, hopefully um you know there's a good enough backup you know but I'm, unfortunately it's probably going to be crawfish so and again crawfish is a good he turned out to be a better backup quarterback than I thought he was going to be I just would rather not go that route and uh you know we might not have to wait till all the way to the draft to find that out cuz if they acquire a veteran an established veteran quarterback then that decreases their chances of picking a rookie quarterback tremendously that's the option I would prefer, but I know a lot of you disagree with me on that. We'll see how that plays out. All right, I appreciate all the phone calls today. Appreciate Stevie P coming on. Y'all try to stay warm and dry. Have a nice day.